You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Verse 3, he that prophesieth. Everybody say, that, that means me. Say, that means me. He that prophesieth speaketh unto men. Now notice these threefold things. Number one, edification. Number two, an exhortation. And number three, comfort. You know, a lot of times, the gift of prophecy and the prophetic anointing, a lot of people, they try to pattern it after the Old Testament prophets. But you'll remember, we dealt in our last lesson, that in the Old Covenant, the Spirit didn't come in the people, but the Spirit of God came upon the people, like Samson and like Samuel and others. When the Spirit of God would come upon them, then they would function in a measure of the anointing, but it was not the full measure that God intended, and that's why we thank Thank God for Jesus and the cross and the breakthrough because in this covenant, the Bible says that, that there is that anointing where we can prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. And so here in this dispensation or in this time, as we develop our faith, we can prophesy in a greater proportion as we grow in the knowledge and the things of God. Hallelujah. There's some things that you you haven't touched yet in your life, but as you dedicate yourself and yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, you'll be able to increase the proportion of your faith. And when you increase the proportion of your faith, you'll be able to get the apple that's at the top of the tree and you won't have to live on the lower limb. Can you say amen? God wants you to have the best and he wants you to be able to reach out and to touch these things and he'll give you the ability, the strength, the capacity the force, we call it the anointing of God. Can you say amen? And so he goes on to say, first of all, edification. That word in the Greek means to charge up. Think of it like a, a, a car battery that's dead. And someone comes along and they take their jumper cables and they put the cables on your dead battery and they put it on their live battery. And when they begin to uh, 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 turn the car on, suddenly a charge goes into the deadness of the battery that you have. This is exactly the word picture of this word in the Greek. It means that when someone operates in the prophetic anointing, you can build up and charge up others. And so when we think about the prophetic anointing or flow, we, we, you know, sometimes I think people think of it more of Old Testament. Well, the Lord told me and here's what's going to happen. But that's not necessarily the New Testament gift of the gift of prophecy. The first thing is, and this is where I believe a true testimony can charge up a service. Someone gets up and they begin to testify to something good that the Lord has done for them. There is a measure of the prophetic anointing that can come on a testimony. Now, I'm not talking about a testimony. I'm talking about a testimony. Amen. Some people get up instead of testifying, they test a lie. <laughs> but anyhow, we thank God for that. And I've been in meetings where people stand up and they say, this is what the Lord did for me. And you sense the anointing come on the testimony and the level of faith rises in the uh, corporate anointing as we gather together. Oh, hallelujah. We need to learn to glorify 
glorify God in our body and in our spirit. And so out of your spirit comes this flow of the prophetic or the gift of prophecy. And primarily, the first thing we need to see is that it edifies and it charges up. Hallelujah. Then secondly, the Bible says that this prophetic gift has in it exhortation, prophesying, and it exhorts. This is where the Spirit of God can uh, give, uh, and I call it an impartation, he can give information under this gifting that will help us. Sometimes it's correction. Sometimes it is the area of instruction. Sometimes it is reproof. The Bible speaks of it. But when that anointing's there, you'll be able to have a word in season and it is a spiritual gift it doesn't come out of your natural mind comes up out of your spirit where God has spoken to you one time I was with someone and I said I don't know if this will make sense to you but here's what the Lord shows me and I begin to exhort them I believe by the gift of prophecy and when I was done they said brother Shuttlesworth you don't know this that's exactly what I'm going through right now and you also gave me the answer answer how to come out of it. And I didn't have a clue as to what I said to them that meant something to them. I just knew I was yielding to that prophetic anointing and it helps us. Can you say amen? One time I was sitting under a tree. It wasn't an apple tree, but it was a tree. And uh, I, I'd been going through some real uh, heavy attacks of the enemy. And I like to always be up and I like to be happy. And I don't like to be down and I don't like to deal with things. And so I find if I get out by myself and wait on God, he lifts the heaviness. I cast my care upon the Lord. He cares for me. And I don't have to bear that heaviness. And yet it was so strange strong, the attack. I said, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to uh, quit the ministry. I'll do something else, but I'm done. And just as I said, I'm done, my cell phone rang. And so I answered it and it was a minister friend. And he said, uh, this minister is about ready to lose everything that he spent 60 years achieving by God's grace. He said, but the Lord told me when he told me he was about to lose, he had a particular college he'd built up, university. He had ministry all over the world, but there is always that little devil that likes to come and steal what God has blessed you with. And now that he was older, his wife had gone to heaven. He was somewhat uh, uh, vulnerable. And, uh, you know, in his elder age, uh, you know, he didn't have his friends like he used to. Many had gone to heaven. And so he reached out to my friend and my friend said to him, I know a man that if we can get him stirred up, he'll prophesy and we'll get our answer. And so the minister said to him, well, who is that man? And so my friend said, well, his name's Ted Shuttlesworth. And so the, the, the minister said, I know him. He said, I've heard of him. I, I've even uh, spoken to him before. Get him on the phone. And so they call me on the day that I'm leaving the ministry. It always strikes me funny how God works. They could have called me two weeks before I was on top of the mountain. But now they call me this day and the mountain was on top of me. Amen. And so uh, he said, uh, uh, you know, the, the bankers are coming to take the university. And he said uh, the board has turned against the leadership. But he said, the Lord showed me that you're going to get a word that we can give the, to the doctor and everything's going to be all right. Call me when you get it. And he hung up. I'm sitting under the tree singing, I'm so lonesome I could cry. 
feeling sad and blue. But you see, the gift of prophecy changes your circumstances in life. When you yield to the Holy Ghost, suddenly the dark clouds go away, the wind stops blowing, the sun begins to shine, the flowers look even brighter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There is something in the gift of prophecy in your spirit that it'll cause you to talk right. Hallelujah. Call it exhortation, talking right. But friends, we speak the mysteries of God, Paul said in Corinthians, and the Spirit searches the hidden things of the heart. All things are made manifest. Glory to God. We don't realize what a wonderful gifting the anointing of the prophetic is. If we could just learn to tap into it, train our spirit to hook in and yield to God. Don't go by your natural mind. If I went by my natural mind, I quit. But you see, the spirit, they begin to pull on my spirit. And I felt it. And I said, oh, I feel it. Glory to God. I'm sitting under the tree feeling the Holy Ghost. Amen. And as I did, something came up in my spirit. And the Lord said, call this person. Call Rich. He has the key to solving the problem. And so I called my friend Rich. And I said, Rich, don't say anything because this is going to sound completely strange. He said, all right, Brother Ted. I said, well, here it is. So-and-so called me today, and uh, he's with uh, our friend, the doctor. And you know the story. The university seems to be lost. The bank is closing on them. And I, and I went through the whole story, and then I said to him, and the Lord said, you have the key that we can help him today. And so my friend said, are you done talking? I said, yeah, I, I'm done. He said, then let me tell you something. Last night, I was out on a boat with the alumni president of that university. And he told me last night the whole story that you just told me except for what the president of the university told you. And I said, well, who's this felon? I mentioned a name by the spirit. And he said, man, that's the Holy Ghost. He said, that man goes to the church of the alumni president. And he's a multi-multi-millionaire. I said, well, the Holy Ghost says, tell him to send a check and save the university. And Brother Rich said to me, just that quick? I said, as quick as you can. He said, well, the alumni president flew out of Miami today. He's going back uh, to his home state. I said, well, you get him and tell him to get a hold of that guy and say to him, the Holy Ghost said, you're to pay uh, the, the check to the university. And so Rich said, all right, give me a moment. He, he hung up. He tracked the guy down. The guy was in Dallas changing planes to go to his home state. And he said, I don't know who that Shuttlesworth is, but he says, uh, what uh, he doesn't know is that man actually called me and said he wanted to pay off the indebtedness of the school, but the board of directors told him don't do it. In other words, they were behind the scenes trying to steal what that minister had built up over 60 some years. Are you hearing me? And so the man had already gone and been turned down by the board of directors. And so uh, he said, I'll call him. And so he called the man. And when he got a hold of the man who lived out in Oklahoma, uh, the man said, uh, uh, that man, whoever Shuttlesworth is, he said he must have heard from God. Because this morning when I woke up, the Holy Ghost said, take the check back again and make them take it. Amen. Over eight million dollars. Well, that was what happened. And by the end of the week, the bankers were not allowed to take the campus or the university and some of the board were dismissed that were working in collusion one with another. And
and the, the leader of the organization called me, the president, and he said, I want to thank you. I said, don't thank me. There is a Holy Ghost. There is something in this prophetic gift. It'll save your bacon. Amen. There's something in the anointing. The devil can't steal your home. He can't steal your family. He can't steal your children. He can't steal your money. You need to get into the anointing and it comes in your spirit. It's not in your mind. Man doesn't understand it, but you're prophesying and speaking as unto God and it builds up your most holy faith. It edifies, but it also exhorts us to bring correction. Can you say amen? amen. And then the last part of the gift of prophecy, comfort. Everybody say comfort. comfort. When I see that word, I always think, think of a pillow. Comfort. I think of Jesus in the boat. When the storm was raging, he lay asleep in the hinder part of the ship, his head upon a pillow. One of the things about the gift of prophecy is when the storms are coming against you, there is comfort. You're about to lose everything. Really? I got to go to sleep now. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> we got a bad report. You're going to die in three months. Really? I got to take a nap now. I'll talk to you later. Comfort. Everybody say comfort. When you know who you are in Christ, then you know what man's report is can never supersede God's report. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? When you and I learn how to operate in this prophetic anointing and yield to the Holy Ghost, then literally we map out our future not only by our words but by yielding to the leading of the Spirit because the Spirit will never lead you into a place of destruction. I've talked to people that said, I lost my home. I don't know why the Lord took it. He didn't take it. The devil stole it from you. As long as you believe God's in the stealing business, you'll never operate in this thing. Hallelujah. My wife and I went to pray for a person. They said, well, you know, the Lord has allowed this for his glory. I said, well, if you believe that, I'm going to preach you a good funeral. Well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, if you believe God's doing it to you, what are you doing going to the doctor and fighting the will of God? The doctor's trying to make you better. You said God allowed this. You're a big hypocrite. Oh, Brother Shuttlesworth, that, he hit me. It's like a low blow. I said, good. I said, I see all the medicine on the edge of your end table by your bed. If God's causing you to have this disease, why are you taking medication to get better? The Bible says in James, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think that he or she shall receive anything from God. And so when people get in this place of confusion, the gift of prophecy brings the sure word of prophecy, which is the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says. The true spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ, it says in Revelation. Hallelujah. And so one of the characteristics of the gift of prophecy is comfort. And the reason it's comfort is because Jesus is the testimony of the gift. And his words are always good words and not bad words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, if you were dealing with an issue in your physical heart and you felt weird in your body and you felt numbness come on your arm, you could say, oh, Lord, it looks like something's wrong with my heart. 
Or you could say, because you have the comfort of the Lord Jesus Christ, here's another thing, Lord, for you to make right. right. Hallelujah. And you've been tested in your body a little bit lately. Isn't that right? And even had some feelings in your body this morning as the anointing's working. But the re- isn't that right? But the reason is because the Holy Ghost is stirring up the thing that's trying to put it on you. And so I release you from this thing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your heart is strong. Your body is strong. Glory to God. And you'll have no problems in your arm or in your shoulder. Glory to God. Isn't that right? So you see, you get over into that gift and it starts revealing things. Hallelujah. True, isn't it? Just a little demonstration for the Methodists that came. Glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, I could go deeper, but we'll stop right there. I'm, I'm teaching, I'm teaching. But the point is, no matter what your background was, it's what you is right now. Hallelujah. I is healed. Hallelujah. I is whole. Glory. I got to watch it. I can step over into that, that, that easy right now. There is something special here. Lift your hands. I don't know what it is, but God is visiting this people in this church. We just stepped into a season of visitation. Mondo Rabba Sante Kedehi. Hallelujah. Because we're touching on the foundation of the work. And part of that foundation is the gift of prophecy and the prophetic. Can you shout hallelujah? There is a strength. We're going back and touching the past that we can go forward and touch the future. And so there's a comfort. And he who is Jesus is the true spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus Christ. And when he speaks, the seas stop their raging. When he speaks, he comes off the hinder part of the ship and he looks at him and says, why is it you have no faith? Their proportion of faith was all gone, but Jesus all by himself, he stills the raging storm. He speaks to the wind and the waves. Hallelujah. And they must obey his voice. Hallelujah. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ, our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world and no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this faith alive network whatever nation you're in you are a part of god's end time plan jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in and by your support as a partner you can help us do this If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.